Warning, Spinning on Two Wheels contains language, themes, and references that are inappropriate for the ears of children, sensitive grandparents, and public forums. Headphone use is recommended. Hi, y'all. I'm Peggy, the kick-ass knitter. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm bad to the bone. Grab your yarn and throw open the throttle. It's time to kickstart this episode of Spinning on Two Wheels. Hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome. Any new listeners out there, welcome, welcome back. All my lovely returning listeners. I'm so excited to be here today. Oh, boy. This is episode 27. Episode 27 of Spinning on Two Wheels. Have I come up with a title yet? No, I have not come up with a title yet, but it's episode 27. We know that much. Quick shout out. Hi, Rosa. In Finland. Hello. As a quick reminder, here at the top, after episode 30, which y'all don't want to miss, trust me, it's going to be a good one. I will be taking a brief hiatus to do a little bit of tooling around on the show. I've got some new intros, new out segments to re-record and tweak a little bit. Some music to add in. You know, fun stuff. But I did want to let you all know that I will be taking a short break, and I will be back after. Today's episode is being recorded on Tuesday, March 1st. 2022, and will include Life on the Road update, a fashionably riding, open throttle, a stalled, a dropped bike, and a detour through the scenic route. So punch into gear and let's roll on. So first up, in Life on the Road, I have a couple of corrections. We'll have a correction. The item in the February 2022 knit crate was not a button from Katrinkles. It is a felt needle holder. I <laughs> I discovered this when I was on the Katrinkles website to link information for the show notes of for the show notes last episode, the show notes for last episode. Link information in the show notes for last episode. Felt needle holder. Not a button. After researching spinning wheels for last episode, I also found out that Ashford, a New Zealand spinning wheel company, also had a series of castle, single treadle, scotch tension, peggy wheels. And there was a little Peggy and a wee Peggy. And it appears that the bobbins are narrower than the standard bobbin size available from Ashford. And they are unfortunately unavailable in the U.S. But if I can, I kind of want to get one. While riding gear is important, wearing handmade gear is more fun. Riding while fashionable is the best way to show your colors and show off your skills. This is how I've been fashionably riding through life. This is going to be a real short section. 
but once again, I have pulled out my Scherfirsten socks. Bless you. By Sabrina Schumacher, made in Knitology by Knit Crates. Cozy sock in the colorway Citrus Squeeze. I just kind of found them on my feet and made my toes happy. So there they are. Cruising right along to the next segment. But first, this message. At the onset of Shelter in Place, crafters answered the call. The time had come to use that special yarn in the stash. But sadly, there wasn't enough to last. But with your help, a crafter can stay sane. With your generous pledge of just $5 a month, you can change a crafter's life. Please consider pledging at patreon.com slash twowheelspodcast. Broke Crafters of Central Maryland is not a real charity. Broke Crafters of Central Maryland is not a real business. Pledges made at the provided link go solely to support Spinning on Two Wheels and its creators. This is Open Throttle, getting you up to speed on my current projects. First up in the MHK, I have knit and blocked and seamed together all of the pieces for the first two swatches of level two. I had to block three of the four pieces uh, originally, and we'll get into that in a later segment. I have chosen a second book for the book reports, the technique book, Circular Knitting Workshop, Essential Techniques to Master Knitting in the Round, by Margaret Radcliffe, who also wrote The Knitting Answer Book. And I will get into why, why I had to choose a different book to write on in, you guessed it, a later segment. So what's going on in Operation Sock Drawer? What? What? I am turning the heels on the ultimate Koi Pond Meta Socks. Pattern Meta by Kino Knits, published in Operation Sock Drawer. What? What? Yarns from the Ultimate Koi Pond Kit by Kindai's Yarn in Sourdough and Croissant Sock Bases. But the sheer sorcery that is turning a heel means that for the time being, I have to work on each sock one at a time. I know, I know, right? So sad. But I've got it, I've got it kind of down to a method. My method for going from working two socks on one long needle to working one sock and turning the heel is to make the heel flaps on both socks, right? Boop, 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 boop. Heel flaps. Work the last row of sock A. Work the last row of that heel flap onto a different needle. Then slip the stitches from the leg of sock A onto that needle, and it's separate. The socks are now, like, completely separated. I then turn the heel on sock A, pick up the stitches for the gusset, work my way around the sock to the beginning of the round, and put it down. Then I will turn the heel and pick up the gusset stitches for sock B. And once both of the socks are back at the same point, the beginning of the round, I can steadily knit them onto one needle again. And it works, and I like working socks two at a time 
it goes faster. No second sock syndrome. No first sock syndrome. Greg. Greg, if you're out there, just for you, babe. And you kind of you kind of get to see both at the same time. You're like, yes, I'm not making a deformed mitten. It is an entire pair of socks. It's motivating. Next up in open throttle is the wingspan. The wingspan has been picked back up. I took a small break from this one because it's no longer, it really never was, something I can knit while walking around an outdoor market. And I I needed to have the pattern in front of me. I have worked through the third color of the Vineyard Gradient Kit by Miss Babs in DK Weight Yowza Base. I've finished Moondrop Grapes, and I am excited to start the colorway Pinot Noir Grapes. It's, it's a nice stage to be at in one of the, like, a gradient kit. You're like, whoo, I'm halfway done. I'm halfway done. Halfway. The colors have officially shifted into, like, the lilac range of purples. And you can, I can see the effect. I can finally see the stunning effect of the gradient kit. Because it's not just, like, a shift from dark purple to slightly darker purple. It's a shift from slightly darker purple up through a mid-range. And it's perfectly subtle, stunning, stunning. I love it. And it's all up to the gradient kit. That is all due to Miss Babs' gradient kit that has nothing to do with me or my knitting. It's all the yarn. It's all the yarn. It's all the yarn. Ooh, I think we found an episode title. The phenomenal sweater is finally long enough on the front that I can, I had to downsize my needles, which is how this pattern handles waist shaping. And I worked my way to the end of the length of handspun I was using. And yes, I know that I'm supposed to alternate skeins, especially when using handspun yarn, to account for unevening, unevenness and color changes of the fiber. What can I say? Sometimes I like to live dangerously. And finally, in open throttle... I am still spinning on the Ramperlay Coupe Fleece. I'm a little over two-thirds of the way through. I have no idea of the finished length because I have I have no idea how to even begin calculating that. What is it, like some special equipment? Do I have to count out yards as I wind them onto a nitty knotty? I don't know. But it's chugging along. And I'm going to roll on into the next segment after this break. This episode is brought to you by my mom's yarn stash. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, 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 oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, 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 oh my god. Mom. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Next up is stalled. Two things. (laughs) Two things are here installed. As I was setting out one half of the first MHK level two swatch, 
Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that sentence makes sense. The swatches have to be seamed together. So there's two pieces for one swatch. And I was setting up one of those pieces to be blocked. And I noticed that I had slipped a stitch in the edge of the fabric. So like the selvage edge, nothing dropped. And on any other project, that wouldn't be a concern. But the instructions for the Master Hand Knitting Certification specifically state to work every stitch of the selvage edges because it can help you see any problem areas or tension issues. So that's what I had to redo. It's redone. It was a little piece, like only four inches long. So it was a quick to redo. But it was one of those moments where I was like, yeah, I'm blocking. Woohoo. First two swatches done, done, done. Shit. What the fuck are you? And why are you in my swatch? Or where the fuck is that stitch? And why isn't it in my swatch? I must have just slipped it, not thinking. I don't know, I guess. And the second piece is going back to that book report. I had, I had a little nagging feeling as I was working on the outline for the book report that I had been planning on writing for Vogue Knitting, the Ultimate Knitting Book. And I continued to find myself wondering, is this really a design book? Now, TKGA has it listed as a general comprehensive reference book with a veritable alphabet of categories after its title. So I took to the internet and I asked other people who are going through or have gone through MHK, I asked if anyone had used it strictly as a design reference for the book reports. And you know those that feeling like if you're like, oh man, I can't make a decision and you flip a coin and then as the coin is spinning, you know what you want it to land on? Or you know as soon as you ask a question, you shouldn't have asked? Yeah. As soon as I posted, immediately, I knew in my heart of hearts that if I had to ask, the answer is probably no. It turns out that the advice from my co-chair about acceptable yarn colors, if you have to ask, the answer's no. That advice is true for a wide variety of life. So I decided to avoid making a problem for myself later on and use a different book for the book report. Continuing on to the next segment after this break. This episode brought to you by Fiber Fuckery, giving me something to talk about since 15 million BCE, because otherwise this would be very boring. Mistakes, proof of handmade status, or personal interpretation. Fiber Fuckery, you decide. Ah, oh, shit, I dropped my bike. Yeah, yeah, I dropped the bike. But what had happened was, this ain't even my fault. This ain't even my fault. No, it is. I mean, who else can you blame? But uh, I don't want to admit this. I don't want to admit how I dropped this. I don't want to admit how I fucked this up. But here it goes. 
the heel flaps on the Ultimate Koi Pond Meta Socks are structured in a slip stitch fabric. So every wrong side row, and yes, it is being made flat at the heel flap, wrong side row, one alternates between slipping and purling stitches. So slip, purl, slip, purl, slip, purl, you got it. While knitting along on the flaps, I noticed that sock A had a spot where I hadn't slipped a stitch. There were like three. Sort of near each other, but there was one by itself and then two like right next to each other with a single column of stitches in between them. I mean, it was only like a centimeter and a half, two centimeters or so back. I must have been distracted while working on that row. Fair. I thought fixing it wouldn't be a problem. Can we guess? Can we guess what became a problem? Yeah, somehow, while working up the ladders of that single column of stitches, the yarns got twisted over or under each other. One may have, like, vanished and reappeared. And to this day, I am uncertain of the exact ways that it happened, but each attempt at fixing a single thing created two new problems. So I'd go to try to fix the one stitch that was off by itself, and it would just somehow mess up the other two that I then needed to go fix, and that messed up the column in between. And it wasn't like, oh, it's a little tension thing that'll come out. No, these were, like, fucking up the rows above and below. They were screwing with the columns next to it. I don't know how it happened, but every time I tried to fix one little thing, two new problems erupted. And the end result was a frustrated shout as I chucked the socks across my living room. And after about 10 minutes of rhythmic breathing and a fidgety, restless hands, because I don't sit still, I sheepishly picked them up off the floor. And how I eventually fixed the whole thing is instead of treating the problems as, you know, one column and two columns, I treated them as seven and just fixed the mistakes in that larger section of seven. So it was easier for me to see the individual yarn ladder rungs, if you will, instead of trying one column at a time when it's not easy to see them. Yeah. Okay. After that, after that, I need a break. This episode brought to you by Sunshine. I felt some this week. You should too. Let's all do our part to raise spirits by safely going outside. Feel good, get your recommended dose of vitamin D, and look at the pretty, pretty yarn. Welcome to Scenic Route, where Audio Man has insisted I put my ramblings through the scenic highways and byways of mostly my garden. This is where I gush about my plants. Husbando and I finally replaced the two-meter privacy fence before it collapsed on someone. And part of that preparation included a massive cutback of the big ol' rose bush. And then the work crew cut it back further. 
so it is about half the volume it was last spring. I'm hoping that that will give me an edge in fighting the rust fungi and sawtooth fly larvae this year. The Brigadoon rose that I overwintered inside has a lot of new growth and baby leaves and tiny buds, which is a great sign because I had forgotten to feed it, and so it lost a lot of older leaves to nutrient deficiency. Watered it plenty, just it needed more food. Luckily, I had literally the exact amount I needed, kind of sprinkled it on, give it a water. It's happy now. It's happy now. Over the last few days, I've been trying to take 20, 30 minutes, an hour outside, raking up leaves out of the flower beds in preparation for flowers, irises, because we all know that I have irises coming out the ass. And I've been delighted to see that all of the irises have new leaves and are just sprouting up just a little bit. And I am so looking forward to the spring that is slowly emerging from the ground. I'm holding out hope. And that concludes this episode of Spinning on Two Wheels. The theme music is Organ Rock, Classic Hard Rock by Julius H., and is used under a Creative Commons license. Remember to join the group on Ravelry and check out the Instagram at The Kickass Knitter. Show notes are always found at twowheelspodcast.wordpress.com. If you like this show, rate and review. It really does help. Audio and emotional support by my brother Larry. Hi, everybody. You can find more of his work nowhere because he is an enthusiastic amateur. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, I'm revving for you. We're all in this together. Keep your wheels on the road. To the bone.